Thanks for tuning in to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. Here you'll find tips, insight, and information to help your music and your ministry succeed. Whether you're a singer, a musician, or a songwriter, we want to help you where you are, but we also want to help you get to where you want to go. We believe that our talents are God's gift to us, but what we do with those are our gift back to God. Yesterday's information is important, but what we can learn today will make this the best day yet. Hey there, welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, the best day yet. Hope this finds you doing well and I've said this before, but thank you for tuning in. Your time is valuable and by you being here, you are saying, you know what, you want to be better at what you do. God has given you an ability, God has given you a skill set, and you want to fine-tune it to be the best that you can be unto Him. So thank you for being here. I'm excited uh, about today's topic. We're going to be talking songwriting today and offering some tips that can be used whether you're just starting out into the songwriting process or you've been doing this a while or you've been doing this a long while. We uh, will have some tips today that I think can really, really help us on the creative side of, of our writing. But before we dive into that, I do want to mention and I'm really looking forward to this next weekend, October or this coming weekend, October 27th and 28th, we will be in Cincinnati, Ohio, go Bearcats for a Charles Novell School of Music weekend regional session. And we are teaming up with the um, GCSGMA, which is the Greater Cincinnati Southern Gospel Music Association. And we go up every fall and we hold a weekend regional there. We have a lot of people traveling in to be part of the weekend with us. So excited. Brian Hudson will be with us. Um, Shannon Newman will be with us. Roy Webb, Devin Ramone, and we just uh, have a couple surprises. Uh, Nicole and Jim Quails will be with us on Saturday. So really looking forward to a great weekend. There is still time uh, to register. If you would like to attend, things are just about finalized, but we could still get you in if you want to be with us. So you can reach out to us at www.cnsmusic.com. And that puts you on our website. And right as you land on the homepage, there is a graphic for the Cincinnati weekend. You can click on that and it will take you to the registration form to fill out to be with us. So look forward to that again. If you can be with us, please do. Please, please, please. Okay, so we're talking songwriting today. And here's what what I love about songwriting. I was speaking to one of our songwriting students earlier today. And, you know, I really, really believe this way, that um, God speaks to us so he can speak through us. And we're going to talk a little bit about this in a minute, but I think some of the best writing comes from personal experience. So whether you've written or not, I know my dad was really big. He felt like every student that attended CNS should be writing songs because the best songs come from personal experience. No one can share your story like you can share your story. So again, a lot of the things we're going to talk about today, uh, it's, we're going to talk 
12 songwriting tips. And um, some of these are, we're going to have um, a name maybe to attach with a subject with a quote from them that may help that topic stick for you. But uh, writing a song with an unforgettable melody and creative lyric, it can be challenging. It truly, truly can. It's not just as simple as sitting down and saying, um, there was a lamb that rose. So now everybody knows that's how the story goes. Hang on, I got to blow my <laughs> nose. It's, it's not that simple, you all, just to make lyrics rhyme. There's there's a lot within the song's writing structure about hard rhymes and soft rhymes and various things. We're not really going to you know, dive into that end of things today. But it's it can be really, really challenging. Even the most experienced songwriters go through what we call writer's block at some point in their career. And there are many, many different approaches to songwriting. What I love about our songwriting course at CNS is I intentionally have a different instructor teaching the class each day. And I want that because, you know, I just said there's many different approaches to songwriting. And I want to expose our students to various approaches, various techniques, various styles. So, there's certain things that I like to do that um, is obviously in, in, you know, different from what Kenna Turner does or a Dave Clark or a Scotty Inman or a Rodney Griffin. Um, everybody kind of has their own approach. And, you know, a lot of times we are products of our environment. So uh, a writer's approach may just like me as a musician so much of what I do on a daily basis, I'll do something and it's almost spooky. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my dad. Well, you know what? I probably should hear traits of my dad coming out of my music because why? He was my biggest influence, my biggest teacher, my mentor, um, you know, my educator. So I think a lot of times, just like our upbringing, our music, our singing, our writing can be products of our environment. So uh, where do we start when we're writing a song? Uh, getting started is often the hardest part of, of, of the entire songwriting process. Developing your song's main melody or central course is considered by some to be the best place to begin writing your next track. Uh, once you've got your hook or a, a chord progression, you can build the rest of your song around it. Talking about different styles and different techniques, some writers write their lyrics first. Then they come back and they put the melody and the chords to it. Other writers write chords and melody first, and then then um, they put the, the lyric to it. However you approach it, man, it's perfectly okay. You do you, and it doesn't have to come one way or the other. For me, I tend to start from a progression. I tend, my songs tend to start from a musical idea. So I generally have my music, have my chord progressions. Then I begin to think uh, of a hook. And once I have a theme and a hook for my song, I start writing my lyrics. So that's kind of my process. But again, however you choose to do is totally up to you. So the second thing I want to look at, uh, lyrics matter. Obviously, lyrics matter. Here's the thing. The main thing, there's two main things that separate songs, one genre of music to another. It's 
rhythms, but more importantly, number one, it's lyric content. Obviously, in writing Christian music, we are writing lyrics to the greatest story ever told. Nothing has to be censored or marked explicit in what we are presenting with our lyrics. We are offering, again, the greatest love story ever told. So as we write our lyrics, we are writing about our Savior. We are trying to convince someone why they need to turn from their ways and surrender their life unto the Lord. So lyrics do matter. Now, again, in a conversation I had earlier today, I think it's really, really important that um, we don't try to get uh, too religious, I'll just say it that way, with our writing. What do I mean by that? Well, you just said we write the best songs in Christian music, and, and you're, I, I'm right, and you're right. However, we can force religion upon people. And that's not, what, what did Jesus himself say? The greatest of these is love. We don't want to come across in such a way that we are pushing um, personal doctrine. Uh, I, I, I dealt with a song one time that um, we were working on a demo and I, I had to stop and tell the writer, look, the only place this song is going to work is within your own church denomination because your lyrics are driven so strongly doctrinally from the fact that you can do this and you can't do that and you better not do this and don't even think about that, that it, it, it could turn people off. So within the, the topic of lyrics matter, I think we need to approach things biblically, yes, but I think we need to be careful how much we are forcing our message upon people. We want them to receive the greatest love story ever written out of love. Writing lyrics can be extremely frustrating. What you want to do is have a clear idea of what your song is about when you start writing. I do a thing called list writing, and, and what I do is I come up with a hook, and then I write a list of words that I associate with that hook. For example, let's say um, light. Let's say light is our hook. So I'm going to make a list of words that I associate with the word light. So shine, bright, illuminate, glow, reflect. I'm just coming just right off the top of my head. I am writing a list of words that associate with my hook. Where this comes into play is I'm writing line by line. I'm looking at that, that list and I'm using words off of that list to help me tell a very clear story about my hook, about my subject matter. I, a lot of times I'll, I'll write a complete song and look and I've got lyrics left. I've got words left. There's still words on my list. And at times those have grown into another song. Sometimes, you know, the joke is we write a bridge because we had leftover words. And okay, that legitimately can happen. But structurally wise, we need to think of, of how a song flows. We have verses, we have choruses. The chorus is where you deliver the main idea and hook of your song, where the verses set that story up. So sometimes a bridge is can do exactly what it's named. It can bridge or, or cover the gap between a verse and a chorus. It can connect a verse and a chorus. So song structure is important as you're writing your lyrics. Be thinking 
of that as well. All right, number three, um, record any spur of the moment inspiration. What do I mean by that? You're going to get an idea, and if you do not record it, you're going to lose it. Now, there's two ways to record it. You can jot it down. Uh, For years, I used to tell songwriters, keep a little spiral notebook in your car. Uh, And we'll we'll probably come back to that or this here in a moment. But keep a a little notebook in your car. That way, when you see something or hear something or get a moment of inspiration, maybe as you're driving, you can jot it down. Nowadays, you all, everything is so hands-free with our smartphones. We have devices right there in the car with us that can literally record, audibly record what we're thinking. I have all kinds of notes and voice memos in my phone of different subject matters, ideas, hooks, um, even within teaching at the school, seminar topics, different things that I think we could offer our students to help help them with their music and their ministry. So record any spur of the moment idea because there's nothing worse than when you do get the chance to sit down and write thinking, oh, I had that great moment earlier today. Now, what was that? And you know what? Eight hours have passed since you had that moment. There has been so much information running through the brain that you didn't write it down. You didn't record it and it's gone. It's lost, so it's really, really important to record any spur-of-the-moment inspiration. The fourth thing we want to talk about is writing from experience. We've already talked about this. I believe, truly, truly, truly believe God allows us to go through seasons in our life, so sometimes we don't have to go through those seasons again. Sometimes we go through seasons in life to prepare us if we face that situation again. So, From all of the times that you can look back over your life, that God has showed up and rescued you out of something. In Psalms, it said, he took my feet out of the muck and mire and raised me up and placed me on solid ground. Um, So many praise reports, testimonies that we don't have time if I started sharing what God's done in my life. Those are all my personal experience. It's easy for me to sit down and write from that. It's easy for you to sit down and write from that. I think one of the best things songwriters can do is begin a personal journaling um, habit, repetition, uh, a something that you do every single day. Writing down your thoughts when you first wake up in the morning, and then at the end of the day, recapping your day. What did God do in your life that day? What challenges did you come up against? How did you respond to those challenges? As you journal these daily events down and these things that you go through, you can come back to that journal. That could be a good resource for you in your writing experience. I believe that um, God gives us our tests to produce a testimony. And I believe out of our mess can come forth his message. So experience, personal experience, right from those moments. The fifth thing I want to talk about is take inspiration from everywhere. Not anywhere, but everywhere. Man, I'm currently staring at a computer screen. I love this screen because it's a mountainside in the fall. And you can see uh, the bottom half of the, the mountain 
is the fall colors. Fall is my favorite season of the year because of the colors. But the neat thing in this, this photo of this mountain is the top of the mountain is snow-capped. There is literally so much subject matter as I am looking at that computer screen right there that I can find inspiration from that. Man, I can find inspiration from what we just talked about, personal experience, reading back through the, those journals. Man, I'm not as dedicated to journaling currently in this season of my life as I have been in the past. And just recently, I was reading uh, some journals from several years back. And um, you know what? I got inspired because I saw the goodness of our God. That song is so powerful. All my life, he's been faithful. He's been so, so good. Um, I read situations in that I've been through as I was reading that journal and man, I just, I'm, I'm reading my words, but they're speaking of on the goodness of our God. Inspiration can come from anywhere. I'm very alert when I'm driving. I do a lot of driving and I'm very alert when I'm driving. I don't miss a bumper sticker. I don't miss a sign on a truck. I don't miss a billboard. Um, I catch all of that stuff. And um, there's so many times that I see a hook. I see an idea in a slogan, in a marketing uh, advertising type of campaign that that can be inspiration. Inspiration can come from anywhere, from everywhere. I one one of one of the funnest conversations I love to have is when I'm talking to a songwriter, songwriter that says you can't practice songwriting. Uh, my I my songs have to be divinely inspired of God. You know what? If I wait on. <laughs> on God to speak to me, I might be waiting a while because it's even with the story with, with Elijah, he, he missed that still small voice because he was looking in the, the earthquake and in the fire when, you know, we miss how God wants to speak to us while we were waiting for that inspirational moment, waiting for that finger to come and write on the wall and tell us what to do. Inspiration is all around us. You all, uh, Again, I love traveling because as I'm in different parts of the country, being observant again, as I mentioned, man, you can see God's handiwork all across our beautiful country, depending where you are. And uh, the landscape begin to change. You see how powerful of a God, how creative of a God that we serve. And having uh, those moments become moments of inspiration for me. So inspiration can come from everywhere. Number six, have fun and challenge yourself as you write. I know with my students, um, we are prepping. We've been working for several weeks, but we are prepping for Christmas recitals. They'll be here before we know it. December 5th, December 8th, I think December 12th are my three recitals this year. And if, um, as we are preparing and as I start picking material for my students, I purposely challenge them because it makes it funner for them. It makes the payoff that much bigger. When they get finished with that recital, they feel really, really good about themselves because they worked hard. They set a goal. It was challenging. They succeeded and accomplished what they set out to do. It's really, really exciting. Do the same thing with your writing. Sometimes, you know, songwriting might feel very much like work. 
I like to look at it this way. I, I said a while ago uh, that those conversations with songwriters that say, you can't practice songwriting. It's just got to be violent. No, that's not true. You need to put as much time in practicing your songwriting as a musician does on their instrument or a vocalist does with their voice. We have to put in the work. We have to put in the effort. And I like to say it this way. We shouldn't endure what we do for the Lord. We should enjoy what we do for the Lord. So when you get to sit down and write, don't look at it as it's, it, it might be, uh, it may need to be a shift in the mindset instead of saying, oh, I got to sit down and write today. Say, I get to sit down and write. That's what I tell my students with practice. It shouldn't be, oh, I have to sit down and practice. It should be, I get to sit down and practice. So we get to write. We should make it fun. But I think it's important to challenge yourselves. Uh, do different things with your writing. Set different goals. Try to write a certain amount of songs this week or this month. Um, you set your limits. You set your terms. But set some goals. And that keeps it fun as you're reaching those goals. So have fun. Challenge yourself. Number seven, I think one of the funnest ways, if we want to have fun with this, is to collaborate with other musicians, collaborate with other songwriters. We call this co-writing. Sometimes the biggest thing that can get you out of writer's block is this collaboration process. You're going to get with someone that's more gifted in an area than you. I hear this all the time. Um, man, I'm really good with lyrics, but I'm not good with music. And I hear people say, you know what? The music comes easier to me than the lyric. When you start collaborating with people, you can lean on each other. You can build on strengths and you can help each other develop weaknesses. If you're, if you're a music person and you're collaborating with a lyricist, man, that, <laughs> that sounds like a very simple recipe for success. Ideas can be shared and bounced off one person to another. The Bible calls it ironing, sharpening iron. I love, I, I encourage my students, teenagers, early teenagers, 13, 14, especially my guitar, my bass guitar students. I ask them, do you have friends that play? Yeah, I do. Uh, have you started getting with them and you guys just making music, just having fun, N no agenda, just playing music. When they start doing that, then they come back in the next week and, and the stories start changing. They start telling me, man, we were I went in approaching it this way, but so-and-so showed me how to do this. And that collaboration, it leaves room and it sparks growth. It allows you to start growing in the area of your writing. So collaboration is a huge, 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 great thing. Number eight, keep it simple and build on it. Um, there's the whole, and you've probably heard this kiss approach to thing. Um, keep it simple stupid. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? That's how I heard it was keep it simple, stupid, meaning, you know what? Sometimes the easiest approach is the best approach. Start easy and build from there. You know, skyscrapers aren't built from the 54th floor up. They start at the bottom. They have to lay a strong foundation and then they start building floor by floor by floor by floor. You know, the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time, right? So keep it simple and build on it. If you're just starting into the writing, man, 
don't make your goal to 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 write that next you know song of the year. If God opens that door, praise the Lord. But that's a little high to set the bar if you're starting out. Keep it simple. Build from there. If you've been writing for a while, start setting. Some, we said this a while ago. Start setting some weekly goals. Start setting some monthly goals. Keep it simple and build from there. Number nine, uh, make sure in the writing process to take breaks. What does that mean? That means exactly what it needs to mean. If a break, I know, let's flip this back. I know I'm bouncing back and forth, but it's all interactive. It's all, all the dots connect. I keep coming back to, to practice. For me, when I'm practicing, there's been multiple times as I'm working on something, I have to stop. Uh, because I'm getting a little bit frustrated and I'm I'm really not getting anything accomplished. I've, I've told the story before when when I was younger, the, the, the drill was this, Robbie, you have to practice when you come home from school for 30 or 40 minutes and uh, your mother will set the timer on the stove and you don't move until that buzzer goes off. And y'all, uh, 20 minutes, maybe the last 10 minutes, I was just buying, I was doing my time. I'm just waiting for that buzzer to go off and I'm not getting anything accomplished. So as I got older and I started realizing that this was fun, I did enjoy doing this. For me, it became more about quantity or quality, I'm sorry, than quantity. If I could get more done in 20 minutes of focused practice than 30 or 40 minutes of doing my time, then I got more accomplished. So there is on into to current, on, on into to, uh, adulthoodness, adult, <laughs> on into my adult life. There are times as I'm practicing, you know what? I simply have to take a break. Same thing can happen with your music. Now, taking a break may be longer than getting up and walking and getting a drink of water and coming back and setting back down. A break from your writing could be a couple of days, could be a could be a couple weeks, couple months, might be a year. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's important that we take breaks. I'm not saying write a song and then take a year off and write another song, but don't let this again be something that you endure. Let it continue to be something that you enjoy. Number 10, this kind of goes with what we were talking number eight with keeping it simple, but number 10, don't overthink it. I know probably for me, the biggest critique I would have to give my own self in the area of, of songwriting is I overthink specifically the lyrics and overcomplicate things, overcomplicate things. I have caught myself, as we talked earlier, overthinking a, a thought process in my lyrics. I have um, got probably a little too pointed with things. And, you know, not, not took a shotgun approach, but, you know, was more directing my lyrical line um, to a certain place. And at times that's necessary and good, but um, in trying to get that perfect line, I've had to step back and realize, you know what, I'm overthinking the process here. You know, musicians and songwriters are often their own worst critics. And, and I, I know, again, I'm, this is confession time. I am 
But what I've noticed, if if I judge my own music too harshly, I may never get anything done. I simply may not get anything accomplished. When when I'm recording a new project, I have my own recording studio. I I tend to record something, put it in the car, drive out and listen to it for, for a couple of days and be like, oh gosh, I got to go back and fix that and fix that and fix that. And I come in and, and but I have to get to a point where I'm like, Rob, enough is enough. Enough is enough because I'm not getting anything accomplished. I'm just critiquing, 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 critiquing. So it's important to keep an open mind about what you do. Um, and while it's great to take your time and, and you know what, consider each and every line of a new song. Sometimes it's easier to get things done when you let the songwriting process flow. Stop worrying about it and just get on with it. Don't overthink it. Overthinking can be our own worst enemy. Get the basis of your song down and then you can always go back and change things afterwards. I have several notebooks that I work from as I'm writing. I've got uh, a, a notebook that's just full of ideas and hooks. I've got a second one where I'm currently writing the songs, writing songs. I've got a third one that I think are finished songs. But every now and then I may go in because an artist that I'm recording may be looking for something. I'm like, hey, you know what? I think I've got a song I could pitch them. I may go back in and look at the song and and it's been a while since I've seen it. And I, I mean, oh, I got to fix, I got to tweak that line right there. Uh, so get your thoughts written down, write the song. Don't overthink it initially. Keep in mind, you can always come back, always come back and do revisions. Number 11, ask people for feedback. A lot of our students do this. I'll have people send me songs and say, hey, Rob, you know, will you give me your honest opinion on this? And, and we do this with CNS. Uh, we have a thing called creative coaching where you can study with our instructors uh, virtually. You can do weekly lessons, bi-weekly, monthly. I have multiple students that I teach from out of state. I live in Georgia, but I've got students in Ohio, Texas, uh, Florida, Oklahoma, all across the country, Michigan, uh, where we study virtually. Some of these are songwriting students, and they are sending me their songs, and they are looking for me to give them feedback, for me to critique their music. So that's it's a really good practice to do, is to get some advice and some feedback on your song. You know, it's easy to lose sight of how good or how bad your song is after you've spent hours and hours working on it, changing it and creating it by yourself. That's where the collaboration process comes into play. You're going to get some feedback there as you're working with other writers. Uh, but if you keep seeing it, you know, just all by yourself, but if you'll find someone you can trust to give honest advice, that's the key thing. Can you trust them to tell you what it is you want to hear? Last week's uh, podcast with Dr. John Groves, amazing guy. I love John. Uh, we talked on that model of having a Timothy, a Barnabas, and or I'm sorry, a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. That model, having those type of relationships in your life. As you're asking for feedback and people to critique your songs, those are Barnabas. Those need to be people that you trust to say whatever it is they need to say to you even if you don't want to hear it, be careful. If you're asking for critique and asking for advice, 
Someone may just give it to you. We had a student years ago, and uh, this this student attended the school multiple years. And on this particular year before the school, they let me know that they wanted uh, a little more honest uh, critiquing at the school. We have a class called performance training. That's where you get up and you do what God's called you to do. And we have staff in the room that we give you tips and critique and suggestions to help you do better the next time you get to get up and minister in front of people. So he he said that um, we had been a little too easy on him in the past. He wanted you know more honest critique. So um, the first time that week that he got up in performance training, I knew what he wanted and. He had asked me to tell the staff so they would do the same thing, and I did. And uh, so we 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 gave it to him. And <laughs> he took offense to things and wanted to chat about it afterwards. And, you know, so be careful. Listen, if you want honest advice, you need to be open and receptive to receive that. No one is purposely trying to offend you or hurt you. They're trying to help you. But You've got to be open and willing to receive that. Last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is don't be afraid to fail. Man, this can come in a lot of different ways. I, I say this a lot. I believe in everything that we do, our songwriters have to have the toughest skin of any of us because they are going to face rejection on a daily basis. I don't know what the percentage would be or what the odds would be. I do know I can safely say this. You're going to hear the word no a lot more than you're going to hear the word yes. And you've got to be willing to receive that, file that away, compartmentalize that, do with it what you need to do where it doesn't discourage you to a point that you want to quit what you're doing. We can't be afraid to fail, but at the same time, we have to safeguard ourselves because of things that will happen. I believe songwriting needs to start on a daily basis with God speak to me today. I said this earlier at the beginning. Songwriting should be God speaking to us so he can speak through us. Lord, help me to receive what you want to share with me today. Help me to digest the good and the bad and the ugly and let it come out so it can I can share my experience. I can share my story with a hurting world. So don't be afraid to fail. You know, you're not necessarily gonna write the best song the first time you sit down to write a song. I've heard amazing songwriters say it this way. The two most important important things three most important things, I'm sorry, that you need to begin a songwriting career is a pencil, a bunch of paper, and a wastebasket. Because you're going to write, you're going to wad up, you're going to throw away, you're going to start over. That's not failing. That's just refocusing and moving forward. But don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to start over. Don't be afraid to rewrite. Don't be afraid to uh, deal with that discouragement of hearing no, 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 because the yes is coming. The yes is coming. All right. So 
12 little tips that can help you, whether you're a beginning, an intermediate, or an advanced songwriter. I promise you, you start applying some of these things to your writing, you're going to realize that it will make this be what? Your best day yet. Y'all be blessed. We'll talk next time. Thanks for listening to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name The Charles Novell School of Music. And for more information on CNS and our upcoming events, like our online school, our weekend regional sessions, our creative coaching, and our pastor's retreat, you can visit us at our website at www.cnsmusic.com. As you've listened to this episode, we hope that you've gained some information that you can apply to your music and to your ministry to make today the best day yet. Thank you.